This week on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we venture outside our typical TV shows that we watch, and we're talking about Top Chef. They visited Highclere Castle this week on Top Chef, so we are talking about that on the Lords of Grantham podcast. In the kitchen, wrist like a stir fry. Whip it in the kitchen, wrist like a stir fry. Whip it in the kitchen, wrist like a stir fry. Whip it in the kitchen, wrist like a stir fry. I'll take a whip it intermission. Let the birds. And we are back. You heard the Downton music, but it is not quite Downton Abbey, although it is about 10 to 15 minutes of High Clear Castle mm-hmm. on Top Chef. How's it going, Corey? It's going okay. How about you, Dave? Going good. We, we're, we're doing double duty tonight, so mm-hmm. next week you're going to get our Poldark character rankings. We tried, we flipped it around because this High Clear Castle um, Top Chef was last week. We wanted to be current. And if you're a foodie who stumbled upon us for the first time, welcome. And, and just for some background, what we typically do on this podcast is just talk about period dramas. So Down Abbey, of course, we covered that. The Crown, now Poldark. And so our uh, legal counsel, Kevin, he tipped us off to the fact that Top Chef was visiting Highclere Castle for an episode to go cook there at the castle. And so us covering all things down related just had to watch the episode and now report it back to you what we saw. Mm-hmm. It's our due diligence is what we have to do. Yeah. Now, before we get into the episode, Dave, have you watched Top Chef before? Are you I've never watched Top I've never seen a single episode of Top Chef. Have you? No, I have not. So you're in good company. Listeners probably have just tuned out immediately. Like, get, forget these guys. Hey, if they you hit the download me. button, you got us the download. Thank you for thanks for trying. Yeah, um, and it's not because I never meant to watch the show. I've heard quite good things. People love the show. It's been on since 2006 on Bravo. Mm-hmm. It's just, I feel like I went through a period where I was watching like cooking shows on Food Network, or when I visit my parents' home, they have Food Network on. I get my fill of cooking shows, so I, I just never have made the time for Top Chef. Yeah, and I feel like because I I watch like uh, Chopped or Guys Grocery Games or mm. things like that. <laughs> Which more? We're more along the lines of uh, Guy Fieri types here. Yeah, but those shows Chopped and Guys Grocery Games especially are sort of one and done. There's no yeah. through line. You're on and then you're off. And you might mm-hmm. come back, but there's no narrative. Whereas I was like, oh my god, these there's a, the previously on. It's not about the cooking. It's about the like relationships of the chefs. Yeah, man. It's like Survivor, but for cooking. <laughs> you, you didn't know that? I didn't. I, knew, I knew nothing about And I interned okay. at Bravo in 2010, so I really probably should have known about this. Yeah, just a little bit. No wonder why it didn't work out there, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were really going places then. Um, so, yeah, this episode of Top Chef, um, well, I mean, it's pretty easy to kind of follow through what the the rules are, pretty much. Like, oh, yeah. you cook something, and if they don't like it, you're going to get not chopped because that's another TV show. You're just going to be cut. Snip, cut. snip, snip. Mm-hmm. That's another <laughs> random show. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but we hear some guy talking about how his best friend got eliminated. And, uh, you know, just you get a lot of FaceTime with these people. And they, they seem to have discernible personalities. They all come from different Top Chef uh, shows that ran uh-huh. previously because this is the, the world competition. Uh, mm-hmm. of, of them all t- taking on each other which is pretty cool because you get different perspectives in terms of food that they're going to be cooking I know for myself half the things that were made this episode I was not familiar with at all yeah. in terms of dishes yeah <laughs> absolutely I was only aware of like two or three things and maybe that's why we, we need to watch Top Chef more uh, to educate ourselves and less Guy Fieri yeah less Guy Fieri <laughs> Uh, for listeners out there one of the early things that we did for this podcast is we went to see the Down Abbey exhibit, exhibit in New York 
And then afterwards, we went to Guy Fieri's Bar and Grill three days, four days before it closed. Unexpectedly, too. <laughs> yeah, just out of nowhere. We shut it down. We shut, yeah, we shut it down. Had some had a good Guy Fieri red ale, if I recall correctly. Yeah, it was tasty. So we're obviously qualified to talk about the show. Um, but the first thing that happens is they give us two chefs who were about to be eliminated, but they have the opportunity to come back and then also gain immunity for the week if they're able to make a proper lunch, uh, an elevated lunch of some sort. Um, what do they call it, like a tea, tea tray? Yeah, there's three floors uh, to the uh-huh. to the dish, or to the lunch, I guess. Uh, and so we have Dale, <laughs> who they've saved about five or ten times this episode. He's very competitive. He likes to mm-hmm. compete. Uh, com- complete with a flashback to him as a young man shouting and berating people and he's like I'm not that guy anymore I'm yeah and we see him on now. like a peloton or something looking jacked to the nines he's a triathlete covered in tattoos with, with a big mustache this guy strikes me as a total sociopath I, I mean he's the, he's the guy who tells you I'm not that guy anymore I don't shout but you get in a room with him he's going to have a knife to your throat within probably two seconds well I mean it's seen the knives are like the the survivor equivalent of the the torch they say yep. take your knives and go yeah it's like, that's something and you want to say to a disgruntled person take your <laughs> knives and go like i don't know <laughs> leave the knife please um he's competing against this other lady uh i didn't catch her name she was the best friend of of gabri i think on there um doesn't matter much because she failed she didn't even get one of one whole tier of her dish which kudos to, to the producers because they, they come in there and they say stop <laughs> and it's like she's already cooked the food just let her put it on the plate come on man well no that's the big that's the big thing with these shows you gotta plate it yeah and what she did uh, plate looked like trash or uh, eclair <laughs> looked terrible they were melting on the spot right there uh and and you you did see their through logic of like sandwich at the base a biscuit in the middle or something and then finish with a dessert so like mm-hmm. a kind of short and sweet lunch um, but yeah, Dale wins cause just because he has a full, <laughs> he delivered on, on the task that they asked uh-huh. for them. Uh, and so we're going to get to Highclere Castle and this is where they, they, they say like, you're, you're going to prepare a proper picnic of each of you will have a dish and you're going to try to make a cohesive elevated lunch. Uh-huh. And Dave, what do you think of go... when you think of uh, elevated lunch? I don't think of any of that stuff. I guess in American culture, working culture, lunch is like, I have half an hour to eat and then I got to go back. Dave, what does your lunch consist of? What would be in, in, in your elevated lunch if you were to treat yourself for a day? So I, I think today I had more of an elevated lunch than I do most days. Because okay. I had a, I had an apple. And I had <laughs> okay. a... What kind of apple? Uh, I for, it's a, it was, it's a probably a little right on the cusp of not being worth keeping in the fridge. But okay. I think it was a gala apple. Okay. Good, solid apple. And then I had uh-huh. uh, some leftover tacos, meat with onions, peppers, and brown rice. That does sound really nice. So that's a, you know that's most of the time my lunch is like leftover, like a sandwich or something. But this is like leftover dinner food. So yeah. What? Why? Will you eat at home? Will you work from home most of the time? No, some I, of the time. I, no, I go to the office about three times a week if I can. Okay. Uh, well, do you eat lunch there? Yeah. Well, so if I'm. I have this program, Meal Pal, where I pick up lunch around the city because I pay like $90 a month and I can get slightly discounted lunches. So I eat a lot of salad. Otherwise, I'll have tuna uh, <laughs> out of a packet. Okay. So t- 
That's that's elevated right there. The tuna that, that I buy Just for like two dollars a packet. packet. I feel like I'm like uh, like some stowaway on a ship when I'm eating it. It's just so unrewarding, but gets the job done. But no, salads is is my way of going. Anyways, this we, is not the, salads or tacos. No, they are introducing stuff I've never heard of. Muhammara is one thing. The niches. I'm not pronouncing any of this stuff right. There's some salads, <laughs> some seafood. Seafood. I mean, I just said I had I had salmon and you know tuna but like a little package i'm not eating actual like fish unless i'm getting like a sushi sushi lunch special like uh-huh. this is just not lunch food to me necessarily yeah i'm Maybe not a this... cra- i'm not a um like a crab salad guy at all Mm-mm. And maybe we're the wrong people to be talking about the show <laughs> i'm just realizing but I, don't, I mean I don't, it's an event it's an adventure yeah so they get to go to uh, a fancy uh grocery store the queen's um, grocer the crown's grocer Obviously, the show must have been filled, filmed last year when the Queen was still alive. Otherwise, they'd be saying the King's Grocery Store. Uh-huh. Um, what was the name of it, though? I, I, I copied it down. Uh, oh, it's uh, Fordham. Fordham and mm-hmm. Maxim. And, uh, yeah, there's even a butler to open the door. And so everything's more expensive there. And one of the guys says at one point, well, if we can't get it here, we can get it at Whole Foods. Which, <laughs> if you ask me, I'm not shopping at Whole Foods. That's expensive. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I can't. I can't afford it. More like Whole Paycheck, as they say around here. I shop at CVS or your local uh, pharmacy for the deals. Uh, you know, I can only afford so much here. And, and you know, they have the one guy who had immunity stick around to help one of the teams. So he keeps saying, "I'm going to get something cheap. I'm just going to do some caviar with eggs." And it's like. Eggs? Have you bought eggs recently? <laughs> that ain't cheap. This last year we're talking about, and they're duck yeah. eggs, right? That I think they were kind of lowballing how how expensive those eggs were. Well, I feel like you got a, what a dozen eggs and uh, and some caviar. That's probably cheaper than than all these other some of these other dishes. That's true. You get the egg, you boil it, cut it in half, and then you got you know two servings. Hmm. Uh. But. Yeah, so they, they go to Whole Foods and they're pretty like, you know, blatant about their, their product placement there of like here's Whole Foods shopping here. Uh and yeah, they they even are timed on that whole thing. It, the whole show seems like a recipe for them to make bad food cuz it's like especially when it comes to fish and things like that, this stuff goes sideways real fast and people have food oh, yeah. poisoning. The, the, well, the fact that this episode, they kept saying like, you need to make your picnic and leave it overnight and bring it the next day. As someone, as a home cook, like I tell you about my elevated lunch, that's a dice roll bringing leftovers to work. They might not taste the same. Mm-mm. Not at all. It, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I shouldn't go into more of my heating, eating habits, but <laughs> yeah, no, you should always try to keep it fresh with your food. Uh, even when the guy was talking about making flan, I was like, doesn't that get like, doesn't that sweat <laughs> flan? Well, apparently, it, thankfully, it didn't. Yeah, because the way he cooked it. Uh, so, anyways, though, they're, they're making the, the cohesive basket. And well, they, one so, team is. Yeah, one team is. The other one is all over the map. And we see them going to, to Hiker Castle. And I think they kind of bury it here, but... Again, as a person who's driven to Highclere Castle once, it's so far out of the way. Like, uh-huh. not only were they buying stuff in Piccadilly Circus, essentially the Times Square of London, 
they had to then drive about an hour outside the city to then get to High Clear mm-hmm. Castle with all the food in the trunk. In, there. in their trunks, like they don't even let the Bravo doesn't even put them in like a cooler car or something like that. No, these people got to transport the the food on their own. I mean, that's in their what you endorsed do. BMWs, of course. These days, when you're grocery shopping, you got to have one of those bags that keeps the the heat or keeps the the cold. You know, uh-huh. it doesn't look like they have that. Uh, this is the biggest disappointment of the episode, though. They get to Highclere Castle, and then they don't do anything at Highclere Castle except eat on the lawn. Yeah, and they just make jokes about, well, you're, well, here I live here now, you know. I mean, they do reference Downton Abbey a couple times. Like, oh, we love Downton. Not once do they name drop the Carnarvons, you know, who own the joint. Yeah, and they show this wide shot of, like, the, the chefs that are going to eat. And I mm-hmm. saw a sort of, you know, late 50s, early 60s guy in a blue blazer with a couple buttons on it. I was like... Oh, Lord C's going to be in these food, yeah, you know, these meals. And from our from our relationship with Highclere Castle Jenna, like he seems like the kind of guy, or Lady Carnarvon, seems like the kind of people that would take the publicity mm-hmm. to be on there. But I guess they didn't even ask him. Maybe it was the, the wrong day, or maybe there was just a cost associated with it. It it seemed like they just did the bare minimum, which is just show up at Highclere Castle. Uh huh. <laughs> and it was raining too. But that's just it was like, raining. It's some some shots. It, it was raining. Okay. There. But uh, so this is why we're all we're covering the episode <laughs> for this <laughs> and, 10, 15 minute stretch. Yeah. And Dave, you want to run down what they what they're eating there or what they made, or do you even have that top of mind? I I, I watched this on the elliptical at the gym. As soon as oh, we decided yeah. that we were going to be doing this for the episode, I had to cram it in. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, I don't have any notes. Do you want to run down with these? These well, the 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 one team that fails the the what was it? They, the yellow team. Yeah, the yellow team. The the, the they make Mahamra. I hope I'm saying that right with greens. But that's that they say that that's the actually good one. The guy who makes the chiopino with the the caviar in it, Tom. crab meat. Yeah, and crab meat and, and tuna. It's like, man, that's a lot of fish, man. You're just trying to make And them... he uses so much of their budget. I was waiting for more. If you're going to treat this like a survivor, and maybe mm-hmm. the show has more explosive personalities in other seasons, I wanted them to berate this guy and throw him under the bus. I mean, they, they do go in on him, like saying, you just wasted all that money on that caviar. I couldn't even taste The judges it. do, but I want his peers to do that. Yeah. And also, like, that was like the second thing served. Are you just trying to make this judge group Deuce or something. That's a lot of fish to be thrown at them in that. <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> lot, of that lot of sea creatures. Yeah. Then you had the guy with the smoked fish tostada, where you had to unpack it in three pieces, put the spread and assemble on it. it. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. There. I That's mean, they write kind of cool picnic thing, but then it's a tostada, so it's just going to fall apart, as it does. I mean, if that was like the one dish you're having, that's a fun thing to do, especially with kids. You know, put some stuff mm-hmm. on there and have it. But as part of a five dish set, it's like. Dude, this is like a Jenga pieces here. Like, we don't have the, the space for this. I gotta mix your sauce. No thanks, bud. Yeah, I ain't doing the work for you. Come on now. The, the, the most disgusting looking thing came from uh, was it Sivian? Sylvia? Uh, Sylvia? Sylvia? Sorry. <laughs> uh, she had the the, the suborik. It was Turkish fish, but it was covered with uh, some lemon. The lemon curd. Uh, Ugh. Ugh. And even the judges were like, "What is this?" It was it was like a sweet lemon like custard on top of this fish. It sounded disgusting. Yeah. Um, 
but this uh, I think his name was Amat made uh, some rum raisin cake that looked you know the 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 flan uh, the rum raisin flan yeah looked good and it apparently was good mm-hmm but again all over the map in terms of what they're putting together yeah and it didn't you know you're watching I feel like shows like this try to manipulate uh, situations where they're going through it mm-hmm. and they're like this guy's really struggling to get things done in time and it yeah. could go very positive or it could go very negative and I always prefer it when it goes very negative because I hate to see these people sort of sabotage their team by eating away at their budget yeah. and and then they're like oh well it's magnificent well it's like oh no I hate you know don't don't reward that behavior and inflate this guy's yeah. ego right yeah yeah because it's like yo you can spend all the money you want because if the food's this good you're great but no 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 mm-hmm. cut that guy down it's not not in the team spirit uh the other uh team so the, the again the devil eggs with caviar goes over great people love it <laughs> uh i mean how much cooking did that guy really have to do he's like well i'm immune well, he, so he, yeah he said he's a immu- he wanted to be as helpful as possible and the easiest way was the deviled eggs yeah not take any of the budget there's the the four gras I don't even foie, foie gras, gras, yeah, foie gras. You've had foie gras? I uh, no, it's not a very ethical dish. Okay, yeah. Oh, what, what's it, what's it made of? It's a um, goose liver, but the go- the geese are force fed to fatten the liver. Man, they are really trying to make these judges do something here. Like, what is going <laughs> on with that? That's some heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, there's a crudite. Um. I've heard Which I want to know how that looked. They didn't show any shots of the food coming out of the picnic dishes, but all the studio <laughs> shots of the, the 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 sort of the all the food looked great. But it's like, how does it assemble? Yeah. Right. It's funny. I just said I'm familiar with the crudite, and I just realized that's what you name like you know the the vegetable basket <laughs> at a party mm-hmm. or something like that. So yeah, it was just the the veggies. Well, and he made like that. a beetroot hummus or something like that. Uh, the dips he yeah. made. Yeah. Very picnicky, uh, yeah. A veggie dip that's picnicky. There was some some salmon and anchovies, I think. Uh, after that, or along with that, there was also then uh, the charred broccolini with some cheese and meat, which looked delicious. Yeah, it was good. Uh, the broccolini looked a little bit huge. Uh, and then the last uh, pastry that the guy made was um, a bonafi uh, mold, like shaped like a banana but filled with like uh, cream on the inside. Mm-hmm. Which, which apparently looked great. Was, it looked great. The guy said it was. They also said it was too sweet. Which is anything really too sweet? Tips foodies, I guess. Not, not to us. Maybe, not to us. Uh, and if that sounded good, well, it, it's because it was that team won. The blue team won. Blue team won. And and for a, a couple shots, you can see in the background that little pillar pillar side area there of High Clear Castle. Uh, they really could have explored the grounds a little bit more. I mean, at least they're next to the tree where Matthew hangs out sometimes and, you know, the family talks. <laughs> Bates uh-huh. talks to Anna there at that tree. Make good use of the tree. Good uh, tree. Yeah, good good fa- uh, flora. Yeah. And so, yeah, as we were saying, Tom, he bought the seafood and the caviar, the crab and the shrimp, and it all just came out into nothing. He knows he didn't make something good. He, he realizes, oh, man, that, that just didn't come together. Mm-hmm. Um but we won't know who's going because the show then says, if you want to see who's going to be eliminated, <laughs> on-demand viewers hey. can watch this clip. I, listeners, tell us if you're familiar with this. What is going on here? I, I've, I've never seen this before. Is this? this is like a, 
a bad video game. Yeah, like pay more to find out what happened or go watch an ad behind something else to go find out what happened. Like, I'm, I've spent an hour watching this show. Show uh-huh. me who gets eliminated. What is going on Do here? It. This is not Top Chef. This is this is bottom. So, of the do you shelf. know who got eliminated? I do, because I I'm, it's on Peacock. I watched it afterwards. It's eleven more minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, See, I didn't I didn't know if it was on Peacock or not. No, that it literally says stream next. The last uh, chance kitchen. This is what we get for being WWE fans, Dave. We have Peacock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so Down Abbey fans. There you go. And so, so tell me, I, I want to know. Well, first off, it's brought to you by BMW, and now I've invested in the BMW because you know. <laughs> I had to pay my dues to watch the rest of this uh, this episode. Uh-huh. Uh, the challenge that they give them, uh, they tell a story about an Earl who was playing a poker game, and he did, he did wanted to eat but didn't want to leave the table. So he told uh, his butler to get him some meat and two pieces of bread and put the meat in between the two pieces, and this is how he got oh. the sandwich. So they ask the Tom and Sylvia to make the uh, high uh, an elevated sandwich for them. And they open the okay. trunks to the two cars to reveal an entire spread of groceries to work with. Uh, and so Tom, the knucklehead, starts to try and make his uh, Chipiano again, but on a sandwich with tomatoes. Because he, he said before he, he didn't do the tomatoes justice and, and stuff. And he wants to prove that he do, do, can do it right. Mm-hmm. All the contestants say, is that a good idea? And they only have 20 minutes to make these sandwiches. And then he pivots halfway through to introducing uh, some uh, filet mignon <laughs> to on, the, on the skillet, just really thinly cut. Because it just if you ever have a sandwich that just has veggies, it doesn't hang together. It'll, it'll get a mm-hmm. little bit mush- You need mushy. a little meat. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sylvia wants to use crab meat uh, and make some andoule, 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 andoule with champagne. Uh, a little spread on there, you know. And uh, yeah, she she... Does the crab meat, and so both of them make these sandwiches in record time. But they both make the weird choice of he puts the lettuce and um, veggies parts of the sandwich on the outside, outside the bread, and she puts mm-hmm. crab meat both on the inside and outside, and it also flips the bun so it's the outside of the bun or the inside of the bun facing outward. I've uh, so, seen that done. It's well, weird. all the judge, yeah, all the judges said, I don't know why both of you kind of put the stuff on the outside of the sandwich, uh, but. The the Jagoff who uh, spent all the budget ended up making it through. He 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 survived because he you know wow. had some good meat on his. Uh, it looked okay. better. I mean, her crab meat one. They they said the texture was the same throughout. There wasn't any kind of diversity because. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that just, makes sense. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, he had he had fennel and lemon in his. You know, uh, he used some garlic on the bread too. You know, spread across it to get some flavor. Uh, although they they noted that he should have probably grilled the bread or a little bit to, before adding the garlic to make it taste as strong. But that was literally it. The, the episode ends and then they're not at High Clear Castle next week. And we just watched wow. all that. We just watched all that for the listeners. And <laughs> so we can say, are you going to finish the season? See who wins? No, I got, I got a lot of TV to watch. Man. Yeah, There's exactly. So I agree. <laughs> no I can, offense. I can, I can see why people like the show, especially if you're a foodie. You learn a lot. You're introduced uh-huh. to a lot of different things. I don't know if I'd eat half the things that were on the show. That just maybe says a lot about me. Uh, it was for, it was very foreign, the flavor profiles. Which is great. I, li- I like to see exotic things. I like to try new things. But when it comes to food, I do sometimes like to see 
stuff I'm familiar with to be like, mm, I want some of that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this was just like, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, that, I don't that want one. some of that. Yeah. But maybe because also I think when I think picnic, I just think basic. And I, I don't want like ele, like an elevated lunch like you were just describing, Dave. An elevated lunch to you is having tacos. But like I, I'm not thinking that far out for what these people were trying yeah, to serve. Yeah, no, not at all. But good show. I get why I get why people like it. Yeah, I was I was in on the personalities by the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. I had people that I I liked the dude with the dreads. Yep. I like the I like that older woman who's adopting. Yeah, won the ten thousand dollars. And she won ten grand. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. And the the, the Tom Colicio Colicio. Uh huh. I like that he was like the stern, uh, no BS judge. He, he just tells it like it is, you know, uh, scoffing at people left and right. Good guy. Okay. I mean, yeah, the bald guy. Yeah, I've always seen him, but I didn't know what his, his old yeah, deal was. Yeah. And, and Padma Lakshmi. Just glowing skin. Just incredible skin. Immaculate. Yeah. And yeah, just a great host for the show. Uh, so happy for the people who have that in their lives. Yeah, I wish I had the time and the brain space for a competitive week-to-week cooking show. And again, this isn't just exclusive to the Top Shelf. If people are aware of High Clear Castle being highlighted in programming and stuff, just tell us and we are like bees to honey. We will watch it. Mm-hmm. Now, I hope that doesn't open the, the gates to like a avalanche of like, you need to watch this and that. It's like, well, we only got so much time, but we're we, open We've discussed it. maybe some bonus episodes behind the, the Patreon paywall of some High Clear Castle content. So, you know, if you want us mm-hmm. to do it, pony off that we, cash. Yeah, I think we owe our fans, uh, fans or our listeners, uh, the, our Patreon subscribers, uh, some of the Wuthering Heights stuff they've been asking. That's for. true. Uh, but... I think we can leave it there for this week on this shortened episode because, yeah, as, as Dave uh, was saying, I'm, I'm I'm gone next week. I'm, I'm yeah. traveling to London itself. So we're going to drop our Poldark car- or power ranking breakdowns. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be that. It's going to be good. Yep. It's going to be exciting. You're going to find out how our power ranking shook out. And then we're going to take it from there. Yeah, some surprises on the episode for uh, how the rankings shook out. It's pretty fun, but... Hopefully I make it back from London and uh, we'll, we'll continue on from there. <laughs> Indeed, we will. Uh, but if you want to hear from more of us, we, of course, have our Patreon. You can find us uh, on any of the, your streaming platforms for, for podcasts. Please leave us a five-star rating and review if you so choose. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can email us at lordsgrantham at gmail.com. You can also uh, touch... Uh, you can find all our episodes on our Podbean website and touch base with us on the Lord's Grantham Lounge if you're a Patreon subscriber. Thank you all for listening. Hey.